Y'all, we are feeling the love this Valentine's Day on AfterBuzz TV, and we are so excited to talk about This Is Us, relationships, up and ups and downs on this episode, so stay tuned. You're tuning in to the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. We're feeling it. Feeling that love. And how perfect. Candy. I don't know if you guys can see uh, we got roses. if you're listening to the podcast, but uh, after Buzz TV gave all of us roses and they're Dang. beautiful and romantic. How and much candy did y'all eat today before we dig into this? Because I ate 13 cookies. <laughs> okay, let's get to it though. Very because myself. You guys, I needed it because this is us, After Buzz TV. We are back. Season 1, episode 15, mm-hmm. called Jack Pearson's Son. And we are so excited to be back, you guys. But shoo, that was an episode. <laughs> I'm one of your hosts, Whitney Lane. You can follow me at Southern underscore Wit. And I'm joined with these two lovely ladies. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for watching. And my name is Amber Plaster. You guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Amber Plaster. Hey everybody, I'm not an O'Shannon, but I am a Shannon, Erica Shannon, <laughs> and you can find me on Twitter at Miss Airy Baby. You guys, it's Valentine's Day, the perfect day to Netflix and chill, which is what I'll be doing. So we do tons of shows here at AfterBuzz, besides we're in love with This Is Us, but we have so many other ones, and we just want to give a shout out because you guys should check out those podcasts and watch the after shows. I, for one, do Nashville, which I die for. You know, you can tell by the accent, give me some country. What about y'all? What are you all doing the, during the week? You know, I'm just, This Is Us is monopolizing my time at this point. How could it not? Yeah. It's on point. Yeah, I'm doing just This Is Us right now. I'm going to be possibly joining a new show in April. Great. um, But I feel like I don't want to reveal what it is until I know for sure that it's going to happen. But I am really excited to talk about a new show that I wanted to tell everyone about um, called The Good Fight, uh, which is, looks, I've been seeing the posters and the billboards everywhere Mm -hmm. all over Hollywood. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys have as well. But it looks exactly like The Good Wife, which I've heard so many good things about. Yes. Um, And then I actually found out today that it's on CBS because it's actually the same showrunners from The Good Wife. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. The Good Fight, The Good Wife. It does sound intriguing. Tell us a little bit more about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, Christine uh, Borensky reprises her role as Dane Lockhart, which is really cool. Uh, Diane is at the end of her career, planning retirement, mm. but loses everything in a Ponzi scheme. Oh, no. Watch <laughs> out. So now she kind of has yeah. to rebuild her life, and I heard that there's going to be a lot of the same guest stars, including Matthew Perry, mm. uh, reprising their roles on The Good Fight. Um, I've heard so many good things about The Good Wife, so I'm actually kind of excited to start The Good Fight, yeah. because I feel like I didn't get on The Good Wife early enough, mm-hmm. and so it's on my like backlog of things to like binge watch, so I'm excited to start The Good Fight with everyone else this right. time. Um, but yeah, it's actually going to be starting this Sunday on CBS, and you can actually get your free trial of CBS All Access on cbs.com slash thegoodfight. Ooh. So you can watch the episode for free, even if you don't have cable. Do yeah. it. That's awesome. Yeah. Especially everyone in L.A., because it's going to rain all weekend. So you might as well sit back and enjoy. And everyone else, why not? It's CBS perfect. can turn out some good shows, so I'm ready for yeah. it. Yeah, especially their dramas. They're amazing. Well, speaking of drama, we should <laughs> get right to it. Yeah. Oh, you guys. Actually, the good storyline, I thought, was Toby and Kate this episode. Let's talk about them, because they're kind of, it was more of like a full circle type of story for me. It you was. Know? I, I have, I've always enjoyed their communication. Their communication is like, they've been through like 30 years of therapy. It's like top notch. Except they barely know each other that we found yeah. out. So it's yeah. good that they are like, wait a second. And I love how they do it too. It's not in a way of like, wait, we need to like push, like push the brakes right now and like mm-hmm. not even be engaged. It's more of like, 
let's enjoy this. Let's like see what happens, kind of go with it, really get to know each other. And as we know, like, honestly, there's some issues on both ends. So it's good to like, you're going to marry this person. You better know their heart and you better know what, what their vices are and everything else. Yeah, I do love the honesty. That's the one thing. And I've said it since the beginning of the show that when they start to have conversations, you think like every other show, it's going to get cut off. But no, Toby, in this instance, went full born and was just like, I was jealous. I, I respect that on a TV yeah. show because it seems more like real life. It is real life. Like, Duke, back on up. Who are you? You're gross. He She's has some awful. things to work on himself. What are you? you? Just Your parents run this little camp, so you think it's cool to like treat anybody the Ugh. way you want to treat them? He's the worst. So he kicks he her gets, out. He gets away with it. He's which threatened. Is just the, it, it's awful. He's threatened by being like emasculated, but like he needs to learn to be respectful. And obviously it's not going to happen. So good riddance to him. I mean, I called that she was going to last week that she was going to tell him off in my predictions. But I, I actually kind of thought that she might struggle with the sexual tension a little bit more, which I did. I hoped that she didn't. And she didn't. So I'm so proud of Kate. Uh, but I was I was like, of course, Duke is not only a dick, but he's also a spoiled little rich boy. Of course he is. Of course he is. He's the worst. It was weird. I mean, when I first saw her come to the camp, I was like, ooh, is this going to be a little something, something? Like, I like his, like, uh, I like how he was just, like, says it how it is. Like, you just, I, we're going to like each other, you know, blah, blah, blah. But no, he's gross, and I'm glad that it's done. Because, like, how long could she have also been apart from Toby? He just had surgery. Like, it's time for them to get back together and, like, kind of work on their things together. But mm-hmm. I did like when Kate said, deep down, I'm awesome. I like that sense of confidence mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. up until now it had been all about her weight and everything like that. But we do see that she is confident in herself mm-hmm. and she's wanting to lose weight because it's a physical For, thing yeah. that she wants to do. Mm-hmm. So I like that she had that confidence. To I say also that to think yeah. that it shows a lot because she obviously has a very hard time talking about what happened to her dad. As to, as we saw when Toby asked, which is very important. He made a huge point of saying like, when we're ready, that's when we'll get married. But let's, like, keep growing and learn about each other. But I think that's also part of the internal struggle that she's dealing with and part of maybe why she's holding on to weight or whatever it could be. Like, she's really Ooh, not point. open about that. Like, she's holding that in, and she's not opening her heart to, like, feel all of that. So maybe that's the way she's masked it is by, like, eating or doing something like that. Like, you never know. Everyone has their way of, like, coping with something. Mm-hmm. And if you're not opening up about it and being able to speak about it or whatever it is and feel those emotions even though they're hard to feel, you never know how you kind of, like, handle it in that way. I think this is obviously we're going to get to that point because her and Toby are really a good match for each other. And you can tell that they respect each other and they want to be there for one another and they want to care. I think we'll get to see that and we'll see her open up because she's obviously very much struggling with that and not able to express it yet. Yeah, one of my predictions was that we'll learn about Jack's death through Kate. I thought it was going to be this episode. I think we will too. But when she held herself back, I don't know. It was refreshing because, it's again, it's that honesty. Mm -hmm. Because other shows, she would have just blurted it out and it would have been this thing. But then I think what brought her to reality was the steam because they were in a, the coffee shop. Yeah. And she was like, where am I? Like, we shouldn't be having this conversation right here, right now. She's such a good actress. So I think it's going to yeah. it's gonna be, like, in a quiet setting where she can really just... And we're just going to see her break down, I think. Just completely mm-hmm. lose it. Totally. Because in any... In, like, that's hard. It's just hard. But, you know, what's interesting is to see... Do you think she should have been able to tell him? Because this is the hard thing. They're about to get married. 
So yeah, absolutely. I think she should be able to. How tell long him. do you think it's like this is going to be a kind of determine what happens with their relationship? How long is it really going to take her to fully open up? Because right now she's not doing that with herself. So for her to also do that with Toby, who she feels secure with, who she feels that love from, there's no, there's nothing bad there. So for her to feel like protected, she's not, she's not letting herself be vulnerable to herself or to him. So I think we'll have to see like how long that takes. Cause you can't just keep going like this as they both know. But for some reason, I feel like it's going to keep going like that for her for a while. And that's when it's going to get a little bit more like, you know, I did get to see a little bit of her kind of reveal that she hasn't dealt with her grief um, on the Super Bowl episode, mm. if we remember, mm-hmm. the Steelers game. Um, no, when she has the urn and the... Ha- yeah, 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 yeah. So and I think I think that tracks well with, um, with your theory about we find out how exactly Jack passes um, so untimely. We know he passes before his time. Mm-hmm. Um, but beca- through Kate, I think that's a really good call. And I, I know that a lot of people... Are watching us live in the in the YouTube chat saying that this was a very tearjerker episode, and that uh, a lot of people are getting the feeling that he's going to die in a drunk driving accident. And I, I feel like I've had that premonition for a long time as well. So I, that tracks for me as well. I definitely think that's how they're setting it up, but I don't know if that's what makes it so easy for good everyone point. to think it. So we'll see what happens. But a good point here. But what did Toby say? He said that he knows when but not how i think he actually said i know what happened but he doesn't know he, he said something like the, weird like he knows basics. more than we do yeah he knows by like the, the way that he said it right the high he knows level. when and like yeah. yeah those kinds of things but that he doesn't know exactly how that happened and how it affected her because that's the issue but i do i agree i think she's a great actress and you could see when she was when he was saying that you saw the tears and you saw her trying to like kind of trying to open and then you see her pull back and you can see all of that in the eyes and in the look and the hearing of the steam and whatever else was happening so it was a it was a good moment and I, I even saw it in Toby's eyes like he could see mm-hmm. that she could do much. it so instead of her being like you know I can't tell you right now he he, he stopped when you're ready yeah, when you're he ready he was like you know what it's fine he's a good man I'll you guys I'll still be here when you're ready to tell me we'll take care of it then right he's a good man he wears slashy clothes and he's apparently hung. So thanks, Toby, for sharing that with us tonight. That's so funny. I thought that was hilarious. He yeah. always, in such a like drama, dark, sometimes emotional episode, he has at least one good one liner that like makes you laugh and makes you remember him. Yep. But you think that comes from therapy? So I much think actually I think it's his, his defense mechanism. I think he's funny. He was always funny growing up, and I think that's his way of trying to come off that he's not depressed. I think that's what he's done his whole life, probably. Which is why he wears those flashy clothes and why he does that. Because he's trying to put on this good front. But as we heard, he's struggled with it for a long time. So I think he's come to terms and, like, worked through it. But I'm sure that's still his way of, like, let me put a little mask on, too, by being my funny self. Everyone has something. Yeah. If if this show hasn't shown it, you know what I mean? And I know we have, I keep mentioning it, but because I'm so happy, we have two more seasons, at least. Two more of of 18 episodes. So... Do you think that he'll probably, we'll see that side of Toby ever? Yes, I think we have to. I think before that they even get married, we're going to have to see ups and downs from both of them and like in extreme ways. I think that's just what a relationship is. Like we're going to see her have to, him have to really lean on her instead of the other way, which is what it seems to be more. I know that he had like a heart attack and all of that, but like he popped back decently Mm -hmm. from that. Like I think Mm -hmm. it's going to be more of an emotional thing and that seems to be like, both of them they have stuff like 
deep. Yeah. Yeah. It's and deep they in can there. help each other. This could be like, I really love them in a relationship, and I hope it just keeps building from that, and we keep like peeling back those layers of who they are. I I think it's a really well done showing how everyone's got their stuff, but. Um, sometimes when you're in a bad place or you're depressed or you're stressed out or you're trying to lose weight, you're not in a position to date anyone, but they're using this as an opportunity to give each other a little baby steps up. Yeah. I think they're helping each other and it's, it's rare and I love it. The best kind of relationship, right? Don't Mm -hmm. you both want to be building each other up Mm -hmm. on Valentine's day of all times? They are a good couple. We wish them the best. (laughs) (laughs) Let's move on. Shall we? Yeah. Let's take it back to when they were kind of teenagers. We got a glimpse. Like, we haven't really seen them when they're 16 years old. We saw a glimpse of them at the funeral, so they're around that age. That's why I think we're getting, like, we're close. Yeah. Because at the funeral, we kind of see them in that. But, like, teenagers are 16. Kate looks good. She's not overweight at that time. She doesn't look, you know. She looks like a teenager. Yeah, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. going through puberty. Wearing eyeliner. Right. Some Jack yeah. made mention of that. Randall is very high strung. Like, very high strung. Yeah, so we mm-hmm. see even more. The pressure he put himself put on himself at 16 has translated to what he's like at 36. Mm-hmm. And then Kevin's having sex. <laughs> Let's talk about these little kids. What do we think? Now we see who Kevin had sex with first, who he lost his virginity to, his ex-wife. It's very natural. I mean, he's been in love with her since, what, they were eight years old? right. However old they were for that party. But how funny the reveal. Like, what did you think? Like, Kate's like, ha, ha, ha. Like, they know each other. And then Rebecca's like, what? I thought it was really cute that she was like, Randall, did you know? And Randall's like, I just figured. Because he's smart and (laughs) he gets it. It's like so funny. That was my favorite. I was like, I think we all just figured that a teenager that good looking would be having sex Uh at that point. Yeah. I mean, all teenagers have sex. All teenagers have sex. I don't know if that's true. I was going to say. (laughs) parents. If you think that your kids aren't having sex, they probably are. And that's what I was thinking about Rebecca. She was like, I can't go on tour. And I'm like, he's going to have sex whether you're home or not. Yeah, like, it's already happening. Gonna, if he's doing it now, he's going to find a way. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that. Because I think that was a big part of the tension, obviously, between Rebecca and Jack this episode. Is her going on tour. And she's saying it. And he's feeling it. But he's not expressing it. He's telling Miguel, like... That sort of thing, because he doesn't want her to resent him. It's just a whole lot of not communication there, which we see with Toby and Kate. But Rebecca and Jack were not that good at truly communicating. Good at pretend supporting. But as we know, Jack didn't feel that way. He didn't want her to go. Well, I don't know Mm -hmm. if it was pretend support. I think... It was fake, though. It was... He wasn't being honest. I don't... I, I think he was being supportive of his wife. And holding back his feelings in that support. Because he's like, it would be selfish of me to ask her to stay. She wants to go do this. Yeah, he knew logically it was the right thing to do, even though he was very uncomfortable with it. Yeah. I think it's such a hard situation. He was being a little bit of a martyr about it, though. You're right. That's what I mean. Like, he wasn't fully honest. If he was fully honest, he would be like, I love that you have your dreams and that you're pursuing them and you're so talented. But if you heard him say she's not Janice, who does she think she is, Janice Joplin? That's a dig. And that's a big dig. Because it's basically kind of undermining who she, like her actual talent and dreams. Yeah. Not saying it to her, but if that's how he's feeling, there has to be some sense. Like, what, so, like women have intuition. There had to be some sense that like Jack wasn't fully on board. Which yeah. is probably part of why they feel like they're off right now. 
They'll walking eat on eggshells yeah. already yeah. sidestepping yeah. it. Because yeah. they're not actually be on, being honest. And you can be honest, but in like a, a healthy way. Like, hey, I don't know that I can work these late nights and take care of three teenagers who you see are going through a lot of things when you go on tour. Do I want you to be able to do that and follow your dreams? Yes. I don't know if I can handle it all, and I know that I want you to be here. And then, like, kind of working through that. On top of that, a little bit of an ex-boyfriend, and I think he always knew that, so for her not to be honest with him, I kind of get where he was coming from. What do you guys think? Do you think he acted crazy? Do you think he was being overreacting? Tell us what you guys think. I, I don't think that he was acting crazy at all. I mean, I've, uh, as somebody who's been in a, in a long-term relationship, you kind of want to call someone out by being like, you're acting crazy. Like, don't get more crazy. Like, she's almost like, she's calling him out to be like, don't, don't yell at me. Don't, don't leave. Don't, like, don't get crazier because I don't like this. I'm uncomfortable. You're making me uncomfortable. So she, I felt like she was, like, kind of trying to call his bluff by being like, you're, I knew you would get like this because that's her worst fear, right? So she's, Mm -hmm. she's hoping that by calling him out that he, he'll be gentler. But that's not fair, right? He, he deserves to be angry. He deserves to have feelings about this surprise and, and, um. It's late at night, and he's frustrated. See, I totally go both ways. I have There are points on both sides where I'm like, okay, here's the, here's the main thing. Rebecca, when Jack got so mad at her after Ben or whoever her bandmate was, don't walk out and not go have a Valentine's dinner. Go communicate about it. Mm-hmm. Rebecca, why did he say this? Why wouldn't I have known about that? What was your point of not telling me this and expressing it? And she could have said, well, I knew you would have gotten jealous, and truly this meant nothing to me. It was two months of my life when I was 19. Those are the conversations you have. He obviously was jealous, and he all, he already felt that. But also I think part of it was like, now I have a reason that I want to want her to stay. Here's my reason that I didn't have before because I was afraid she may resent me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Now it gives well, him a reason to like act on no, it, No, for me, he had a legitimate reason for wanting her to stay. He would miss her. I think that's a legitimate reason. He just, he just was being unselfish about it and let her go. And then he found out this and he was like, this is too much. This See, is I too don't much think, I think it was finally his reason where he could be like, okay, now I can keep, now I can be like, you need to stay. Cause he's always wanted to say it as he said it to Miguel. He wanted her to stay. Mm-hmm. So when he got a little reason, I think he did instead of just communicating to that in the first place, I don't want you to go. Cause I think it's going to be too hard for me and That's I'm going to miss hard, you. Though. I mean, how do you not have that conversation before you get married of if I book a gig, are you okay moving across the country for me? Now, somebody's asking in the chat, or not asking, but saying in the chat she shouldn't have lied. Do you think that was a lie? I think it was a lie by, like, an omission, one of those lie by omission. (laughs) I think it was, like, she purposely didn't tell him because she knows he's a little bit of a jealous guy. She knows that it, like, and I truly believe that it meant nothing to her. She's not flirting with this guy. She's not into this guy. She loves Jack, and that's very obvious. She's up there dancing and singing because she loves that. Mm -hmm. Not because she wants to be with this guy. There's none of that to me. She's not concerned for that guy. See, and I don't know why I'm feeling this way, but I don't feel like it was a lie. Piggybacking off of what you're saying, Whitney, about it not meaning anything to her, I honestly think it didn't come up because... It meant nothing to But her. she said to him, I didn't bring it up purposefully because I knew you would act crazy about it. So she did know that she, she was keeping that from him. You you know, there was something deep down, like, I don't know that I should share this with him because he's already been saying things about this guy. Like, you spend more time with him than you do me. Like, that was coming up. So I wonder if in their past, has Jack gotten jealous before? Definitely. Remember oh, at the yeah. bar? Like oh, even when she was yeah. sitting at the bar, like there that she he was yelling at that other dude, and like you can tell that he has like 
Partly He's because per- of protective. drinking. Yeah. Well, wasn't that guy yelling something at Rebecca? About her singing. Wasn't yeah, but in general, I think he's just, he has like a short fuse. And I think that's what we're saying. Well, I think the really great thing about Jack is that he's protective. And the other side of that coin is being jealous. And right? it depends on what triggers it. Mm-hmm. And also, we don't know the full story of what happened with his dad. Like, we don't know how that affects him as a human either. And there's always some background to every person's story, you know? Yeah. So how I'm sure that will unravel. anger inside right. built up from years. Especially, and then, but he's also, like, an amazing guy. As we know, this whole episode's titled Jack Pearson's Son. Like, we know he does great things. And he really tries, I think, to come from a place of openness. And, you know, I don't know. He wants people to be happy. He wants her to. Mm-hmm. And that, but that's also what Rebecca said. She's like, I didn't realize you had to try. Because that, was, that oh, came out that of That was mouth. the main point. We have to talk about that specifically. Yeah. When, she, when he said, when she said, without you getting in my way. And he said, I didn't know I was it was getting in your way. What do you guys think about that? That's some like deep seated stuff in there. Yeah. Well, she's been sacrificing mm-hmm. for triplets that by the way, she did not ask for. But also let's also know that he has as well. He had dreams as well. He wanted to do his own stuff and look mm-hmm. what he's okay. doing. It goes both ways here. They, but that's a relationship. Yeah. That's a marriage. So it's yeah. never, not everybody's going to be happy here. Yeah. But he had to sacrifice too. What was it? He was going to do. I forgot his like dream. That he gave up to go back to construction. Construction, right? He's going to build something. His own company, right. So then he just went, yeah. So it's like, it goes both ways. I don't really know where it goes from here because it's scary to me that it got to the point that he then went to the bar. Alone. Where they were having bacon, we're supposed to have bacon cheeseburgers on Valentine's Day. Oh, Oh, Shannon's. And he got a drink. And his favorite drink, too, so which it's means been he thought he's been thinking about drinking. And it's had to have been, what, 12, 10 to 12 years that he hasn't been drinking? Oh, has it? Well, thank. He wasn't when they were eight years old. Like, when did he give it up where she was like, I need you? It was when they were young. Oh, yeah. If anyone were. knows, yeah, exactly the age when he stopped drinking. I feel like it was maybe around... I feel it like was, it was a long time ago. I feel like it was around that time because we saw the, the younger, younger kids. Okay. It was like when they were four or five. Oh. Because at eight, he was at all their birthday parties. That was their eight-year-old. It's been a long time. She was like, I need your help. Oh, you gosh, can't be I going out and drinking. Something. So it's been a long time. Oh, Because Jack. even you hear Miguel saying, I need you to be my wingman. We can go to that new place. You don't have to drink, but we can go to that new place. Like, yeah. he's not drinking, you know? Yeah. So then he, that, and again, they're setting the scene for what's going to happen. Do you guys think it's going to be? If he doesn't, it, I will be. I will be surprised if he doesn't die during a, a drunk driving accident. But I, I thought it was really interesting. We see this episode kind of a little bit different side of Miguel. First of all, sidebar: the old age makeup on the show I is know, it's... out of this world. <laughs> I keep looking and I'm like, he looks actually old. Mm-hmm. Like she looks actually old. And you know what's funny to me? As I wrote this note earlier, I was like, but Jack being the 16 year old's dad. It didn't fit for me because it still felt like he was stuck in these like in the 70s or 80s. And then they were kind of like, right. Yeah. It was like a weird like, is that? They felt a little too young to be teenage parents. Right. Yeah. At least him. She like was fine because you like young mom. But like, I don't know why I was like, is he still back in the 70s when, you know, his vibe does not change. He's classic. He's got that stash and he's ready to go. (laughs) Oh, Lord. But. Oh, Miguel. Yeah. We see a little sliver of likability in Miguel this episode, and I was kind of like, oh, he's nice to Kevin, I guess. But, I mean, I, I was sitting there earlier on in the episode watching Miguel talk to uh, Jack about Rebecca, and he's like, what is she, Janis Joplin or whatever? And I'm like, Miguel's sitting here watching this, you know, in his memory, right, this widow's 
husband, your best friend, talk about in-depth details of his marriage and you're just gonna go marry her one day like yeah this, how does this so work weird that's why i can't wait to see there it has how to unravel get together but here's the whole point somehow they have to make us really like miguel yeah. so they're they're kind of moving it up because otherwise here's the thing we know rebecca is a smart woman and she wouldn't just go for jack's best friend she that's not her I, we at least right now where we see her she wouldn't just do that unless there's something oh there better be a good reason you wouldn't still be wearing that necklace there's a lot to it it. this is like the good part of the show right it's slowly unraveling but we really have no pulse on how that's gonna happen yeah how are you gonna wear like an old piece of jewelry from somebody that you used to be married to however they were obviously nothing in it on bad terms because as we see miguel talking to kevin and kind of pushing him to like you know you've got this you're like a piece of my best friend. And when you're here, I sometimes get chills about how great of a man my best friend was. Didn't end on bad terms between Miguel and Jack. And, and that's So that's a like, little hint. That's why I don't understand why you don't like me. Like, he was kind of like a little kid there. He's like, I know like, you I don't. I want you. I want acceptance. But I guess that's understandable. I think that's completely understandable. He hasn't been able to have a real conversation with Kevin for years. Because Kevin is, number one, the best at avoiding people. He's an actor. He can get out of anything. Well, let's talk about Kevin. Are we done with Miguel? We'll see what happens there. We're done with Miguel. Well, let's take back to Kevin at 16. Because I think it leads into Kevin now. Because we actually see a completely different human. Not at first. Because this whole episode, I've been like, why is Kevin acting so selfishly? Yeah. Obviously, his brother is struggling. And Mm -hmm. we see Randall literally, he cannot, he has some issues when it comes to putting way too much pressure on himself and trying to control every aspect of his life. He can't do it. And that's something you have to learn. And you would think he would know by now because he has lost a parent. He was like all these things that have happened. Like at some point you learn like life doesn't work out how you think it's going to. And it's not easy. And it's like, but he's trying to control William. And he's trying to take care of Beth and then the girls. And then Kevin's coming into his office and he's trying to stay top at work. And he just can't do it. And he needs help, but he's not letting anyone help him. Yeah, I think... uh... I think Randall is a really great example of, you know, doing everything right and still not dealing with anxiety and stress correctly. It just goes to show that to me, like Randall is one of the most perfect human beings on television. And it shows that like stress and anxiety and uh, panic attacks can affect everyone. Right. It's so beautifully done. He's not perfect. Yeah. And he doesn't have to live that way. No one's expecting it of him except himself, which Mm -hmm. we see at 16 years old when he's crying at his computer because he's afraid someone's going to get a better grade than him on a paper. (sighs) Poor boy. (laughs) And again, this, I I said it earlier in the season or in the series that it, I feel like it ties in to Randall being clearly outside of his family. He is black. He is adopted. Mm -hmm. So there's a thing of, I'm a Pearson, but I don't look like any of my family, so I have to distinguish and, myself. And coming from, I have to earn my being, keep. Being being a black person myself, there's a saying that you have to be twice as good. Mm-hmm. So I have to be twice as good because I'm adopted. I have to be twice as good because I don't look like the rest of my family. Mm-hmm. So when they see me and they see my brother, they're going to be like. Mm-hmm. So I have to be there. And, and he's just naturally smarter anyway. Yeah. Right. Now, question for you. Do you think he did that because he felt like other people expected it? Or it's him putting the pressure on himself? Both. See, I don't. Because you hear his dad saying, you're putting too much pressure on yourself. They don't act like they 
They know he's smart. They're not expecting him to like bring home all A's and be the top of his okay, class. Who are he's you doing other? Because I thought about you were parents. talking about external of the house. I'm talking about like his parents. Oh, them I think are fine. I'm thinking it's outside of the house. So you think it's like his so like schoolmates school. and yeah. things like okay. that? Because yeah. obviously it's not like he's doing this to himself. I think most people do. When you're like a little bit of a type A human and you really want to succeed in life, like you put that pressure on yourself. My parents never did it to me. I always wanted the good grades. I wanted to be like, you know, like they didn't expect that. Well, there there is also it's innately in three him. Three distinct think. personalities of children of alcoholics, and every single one of the children exhibit them, like to the letter. But it, he didn't. Oh, but I guess Jack, alcoholic? I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. If he even knew that, though. That's a thing. Yeah, they do because he gets talked about, right? So, like, what? Like, why is there never beer in the house? Oh, we can't because your dad's an alcoholic. Like, it gets, it gets mentioned. I think it's more of, like, what you're saying. But when would they have, when would they ask that? Because yeah. the way it's going, Jack dies when they're 16. They wouldn't be asking about it. Yeah, we'll, think, we'll find out. I don't know if that's anything. I think it's more of what you're saying. Like, he's feeling these external pressures, but also putting on himself because he needs to differentiate himself because he isn't the same as his family. Like, I see that, and that's obviously carrying through now his entire life. I don't think like he's, he's trying to differentiate himself. I think he's trying to earn what he thinks he deserves. Like, he's trying to he's trying to earn love because he feels like he, he, he got lucky, and so he's like, I, I want to like... See, I don't see that at all. Because I, I think like she be gives enough. it to him so much. They, they, as we saw, they overgive to him at the expense of their other kids. So I don't see that. Because as we see, they're trying to talk to Kevin mm-hmm. about what's going on in his life. You're 16. You're having sex. Randall comes down having anxiety and crying, and they immediately turn to him. Which, no wonder Kevin acts the way he does, because... He resents he's, Yeah, Randall. and he also feels like he never... As we saw even at the pool when he was a little kid and almost drowned. Like, he's always feeling like he's not good enough. And he's not the one because his parents' d- attention diverts to Randall. And that's what I was going to say. Mm. I don't know if it's necessarily at the expense of Kevin and Kate. I think it's at the expense of Kevin. Yeah, it's a boy thing. Kate seems to do well with both of them. And she gets well. the And she gets with the attention them, from she Jack, loves them though. both. She does get the attention from Jack. Kevin, I think, is the only one that kind of gets left out. He does. I really, truly okay. think that. And I thought I thought he acted very selfishly when he was going to Randall's office. And he knows after he saw him on the run, he was struggling. And then he knows that what's Williams happening. He knows about Beth. Like, he knows all this stuff. And I was like, and then you're going to go sit to, with him when he's very stressed out at work. And you're going to want to talk about yourself and how he's gonna, you're going to get through this play. That bothered me. Yep. However, then we got the flashback of seeing... You know, Randall crying and, and the parents just looking go- at him, right? Because that I was think, weird. well, again, this okay. I'm trying, like, I'm trying to wrap my head around all this because it's so interesting. Because it's like here, Kevin has to focus. He's having sex. His parents need to talk to him about this. Randall comes in and kind of the attention diverts. He sees Randall then crying. What's he going to do? Go love on his brother who just took the attention away from him at 16? I don't think you're like. He's like whatever. I think then you get older, and he needs that father figure. He needs somebody, so he goes to Randall to try to get, like, some help. Randall doesn't have it. Randall has to run out to help his dad, who's locked out his hospice nurse. I don't know. It's such a mess of, like, it's like a weird sibling rivalry, but then they're trying to be there for each other, but they're it's so weird until it, like, hits, and the catalyst is the play. And that's what we were talking about a little bit. When you can clearly see that Randall's struggling. He's asking where his headset is. It's on his head. Mm-hmm. Right, he knows. At it, that point, Kevin should have been like, are you okay? Do you need me to go get, let the let the hospice nurse in? Something. 
Well, like, the, the, I thought it was interesting that it was particularly William who was having a problem. It could have been Beth's mom that interrupted them, but it was William. And Kevin gets along really mm-hmm. well with William. Yeah. Well, that, that's he what I mean. He could have gone and helped out William and, and given Randall some relief. But here's another little bit of annoyance to me. I'm actually annoyed with most of the people because... They also know what Rand, what's wrong with oh, Randall. His William, I you know. know that your son is struggling hardcore, and he is trying so hard to be there for you and his daughters and his wife and his family. You know, why are you making it harder for him? Why can't you just like have like just I, I deal lost with my patience that. with William this episode as it well? It bothered and me. I didn't because I saw something change in William. He could tell that something was going on with Randall, and that's why he was like. Okay, I'll let her back in. Like, it's fine. She can take that, care of me. But he shouldn't have ever made him come home in the first place. That's my problem he with that. He didn't call her. I mean, he didn't call he Randall. He locked his nurse outside. He, he locked her out. He shouldn't have locked that her That was his outside. thing. He was like, I'm not, no, I don't but need no, her. No, you should have not. You he knows not, exactly what no. that nurse is going to do. He's going to, even if he wasn't thanking it, the nurse is obviously picking up the phone to the person that's paying her. And Randall's stuck at work dealing with so much. I just think... He has to also, like, just step up and say it. Like, Randall, you need to tell him exactly how you're feeling, which he did, and then he apologizes because he doesn't want people to not like him or be upset with him. Say how you feel because you're allowed to have those feelings. Mm -hmm. And that's where I think it bothers me a little bit with Randall, too. Stand up for yourself, buddy. Let people help you. As we saw, Sanjay finally had his moment to step in and help. And he did that out of, like, let me help this guy. He's struggling. He did. He did. And I think that's when Randall finally was like, okay, I can't do it all. I do need some help from a lot of people. But it's also, he's trying to be so selfless that, like, it's really hard. I just got an to, like, image of life. Sterling's face in that scene. Like, it was hard to look at mm-hmm. Randall this entire episode yeah. because he's just killing me with his stress. It's, it was so real. That, yeah, you're right. She just said old and sick people do that all the time. My grandma makes my mom come back home all the time. Oh, I know. And I think point. it's also because, and here's the, here's the other side, my devil's advocate thing with William, is that now he's like, I'm dying. Like, he feels that. And it's scary. And he doesn't want to feel like he needs help. And he wants to make his own decisions, yeah. but he knows that he's in the end of his life. He's losing he his wasn't thinking. It wasn't selfish on his part in terms of, like, he knows Randall's going to come back. But inevitably... If he had thought ahead before he just acted, he would have known that Randall would have had to, like, come back and let the nurse back in. He wasn't thinking that at the time. I'm sure he felt bad after the fact when he knows that he brought his, you know, it's just, like, a lot. I, I was I was pretty ticked at William for doing that to Randall. I, well, I think he was just doing it for himself. I don't think he's right. thinking of the repercussions. I don't care. Yes. You should be thinking about his son Well, I right think now. he did after the fact. <laughs> I, don't, I did not It's like just it. that Randall sometimes, like, I don't know. Maybe he should... I don't know. It's just so hard. I think he really is just putting too much pressure on himself. I think Randall just went back to work and he was like, I just need something to work for once and I'm really yeah. good at work. But and it's let not, me just something be working here. I think so here. too. But he also has to, again, another person that's not feeling the grief and what's happening to him. As you see him kind of like ignoring when Beth is doing like the memory box and all those things, like he tries to push that far away because he doesn't want to admit that that's happening, which is totally normal. Nobody wants to like feel that going on in your life. So you avoid, I totally did that when my mom, when I knew that was happening and I was always the real positive one. Oh, it's fine. And blah, blah, blah. Or, you know, I would, I could like, when I look back on it now, I was like, well, I'll just head back to LA and it's going to be good. And then immediately having to kind of go back home because it was happening. It was like, the things that you do because you're in denial that it's going to happen, so you're trying to avoid it, it's normal, it's natural, it happens. Yeah. And you can realize it after the fact. Everybody does what they have to do when they're in it. Yeah, I mean, grief is, he's grieving before William's even passing. He's a lot. And 
we are all guilty. I feel like Americans especially are really guilty of, of, of pretending like they're okay when they're not. Yeah. And oh, not yeah. taking the time off and still pretending like everything is fine on social media People and not like disconnecting and not actually allowing themselves to grieve. It's hard. So let's talk about kind of the, the big like end of this episode, which is like where finally I think we see growth in a way that we've always been like, eh, but the big night, the big play, Rebecca's there, Miguel, Kate, Toby, they're ready to see Kevin support him with Miguel's little, you know, thing in the back of Kevin's Mm -hmm. head of what does he think? Think about this right before you go on stage. You're Jack Pearson's son, the title of the episode and the lights come up and he's running to Randall. It's funny, really quickly, I thought it was going to be Randall that was Jack Pearson's son. I don't know why. I just oh. felt like... Oh, interesting. Like, I felt... Because the way they made it seem with Randall's hand trembling and everything yeah. at the end of last episode, I thought somebody was going to have him to be like, you know, you're Jack Pearson's son. Like, kind of give yeah. him that reassurance. So it was it was yeah. a surprise to hear that it was Kevin. You know, I actually think I like it more because as we see, Kevin really needs that reassurance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He needs yeah. to know he is his dad's son because he might not have ever really felt... Yeah, super connected. I agree. But what a great way to end this, and what exactly his father would have done. He would have been selfless, and he would have given it up for someone else and been there for someone who really needed him. Mm -hmm. And to see that moment of him holding Randall, and you know those guys have probably not touched in years. Mm -hmm. They probably didn't do that when they were growing up. They weren't hugging. They were resenting each other, or at least Kevin resented Randall, and Randall just wanted to be loved by Kevin. We saw all of that. Then we see it, like, as adults at 36 years old. You're at rock bottom right now, Randall. It's okay to lean on someone, and it's okay to be held, and it happens to be your brother, Kevin. And I appreciate the fact that in that phone call, Kevin could tell. He was like, okay, I think he knew earlier. I think it just had to take a click of, like, wait a second. Because I think he knew. When Randall was running out to go get get, um, his dad, I do think he was, like, just too focused right there in that moment. I think it took a little second for him. And then he realized, wait a second. I got to stop being, living in the same way I have been. But we're seeing those shifts right now in general. He's going back to his ex-wife, and we're seeing a whole story unravel. Like, he's trying to actually follow who he is truly in his heart instead of the the thing that he thought he needed to be or should act or whatever it is. You guys know... Everyone knows that I'm not a fan of this selfish boy named Kevin. But I don't I, think he's a selfish boy I anymore. I wrote in all caps, yes, Kevin, yes. Like, during this she episode, did. I I am so proud. And I got tingles all over my skin when I saw him running to take care of his brother and looking for him and knowing right where he'd be in his office and remembering it and seeing the courage that Randall, you know, obviously hasn't touched his brother in years and hasn't been vulnerable with hardly anyone. Mm -hmm. So allowing himself to be held by his brother, who he's pretty sure doesn't even love him in his mind. That that, that takes so much vulnerability and so much effort that I was just the sweetest scene. And I just felt like I was starved for any responsibility for Kevin's character up until this point. I was like, "This, this character gets away with everything. He gets away with being the most selfish character I've ever seen. And I keep seeing him grow and grow so and make funny. better choices. And I think he's going to become one of my favorite characters. I think I go the complete opposite because you said selfish boy, maybe at times, but I saw insecure boy, an insecure man ish boy. And now I see this like maturing man and trying to. Everybody man. making excuses for Kevin. I don't think it's an excuse at all. I think <laughs> nope. everybody has their thing in life. And I think. We're seeing it unravel. We see him as a child, and we see the reasons he acted that way and how, why he's insecure just while we're seeing Randall that way. He just happens to be the one that they make 
that comes off as this vapid actor. He's not. And he, you know he's not Amber, to me. You made a really good point that I didn't think of till just now. He knew that Randall was at work. Randall called on his cell phone. He knew. How, like, he could have very easily just been at home. He could have been, been, been at car. Williams. He, he could have been, been at, in a car on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. Like, so they're maybe not blood related, but there's still they're a connected. triplet thing happening there. Mm-hmm. Which it's is family. Yeah. It's family. This show is all about the family. And it's, oh, it's good. It shows us as we move, we're getting there, you know, gradually, and we're seeing why they are the way they are. It actually makes you think a lot about yourself, right? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Why do I act this way? Why do I do this? It makes you, like, get introspective, you know? So. I feel like there's a character that I can, like, relate to, or maybe a character I can, like, relate to every member of my family on the show. Like, oh, Toby's so much, like. Or even pieces of me that could be every single person Mm -hmm. on that show. Like, that's life. And that's why, that's what makes this show so good. And that's what makes us all keep talking about it. And we have three more episodes of it. Mm-hmm. We, we did have someone in the chat say that Randall told him that he was stuck at work, but Randall told him that he was stuck at work as, like, an excuse oh, that he, he couldn't go. He could have been at home being like, oh, yeah, I'm working on something. Like, Kevin knew mm-hmm. where, he, where to find him. Well, I also don't think Randall lies, so I think it could go either way there. Oh, maybe. In, in general, I like the way that it ended. Yeah. Like, this was a good end to the show, and I think... We've got three more episodes to kind of see where it goes next. Knowing that it has two more seasons after this, no matter what. So, is this show going to ruin Maker's Mark for me? No, I hope not. Let's <laughs> oh, move into news and gossip. Right yeah? before, well, oh. part of news and gossip. Okay, good. Yeah. TV news. We didn't really touch on was Katie Couric was a guest star <laughs> tonight. Speaking and of that, news and gossip, she was really gossipy. I love that Katie Couric is a recurring nightmare for Kevin. Mm-hmm. I also loved how Sophie knew me. exactly what happened when yeah. she woke him up and who did Katie go off to have lunch with or yeah. whatever. That yeah. was funny. I like it too. That again, like, I just, I like them. I'm excited for that. So, news and gossip. Do we have just a little tidbit? Yeah, we have just some. Congratulations to Mr. Sterling K. Brown on winning Outstanding Actor in a Drama Series for This Is Us at the NAACP Image Awards. We love it! And that's awesome because Milo and Mandy and Chris and everybody was there supporting him. And also, This Is Us was nominated for Best Drama as well. Well, as we see... This cast is supportive because I don't think you can translate on screen if you're not somehow connecting off screen as well when you're working so much together. So yay for that. We love it. Oh, and I just thought about it because if you follow everybody on social media, they just wrapped season one. So, yeah, season one is all, wrapped. We have three more episodes. Over. Okay, let's get into some predi- predictions. Yeah. I can't even talk anymore. Predictions. <laughs> and now, your After Buzz TV predictions. Gosh, I don't even know. Who has one? Anybody? I, I'm going to go off of something I think we talked about a little bit earlier. Um, that the relationship between Miguel and Rebecca, something happened with Jack maybe as a last wish or something that you think that's the way that we're gonna be okay with it maybe i don't know if we're gonna be okay with it but i think it's gonna provide some insight and we're gonna understand it better interesting interesting what do you think i um i i i made some predictions last episode and i'm i'm gonna stand by them i don't think sophie is for kevin unpopular opinion that's sad i don't think that she's the one i like her and i think that she is definitely not the one and i don't know why that is i can't put my finger on it i just know in my bones that she's not the toby for kevin 
Well, what's so funny is those other two girls, why. when we kept being like, go back and forth, go back and forth, and I never was like, these can't be it for him. So when he di- when we got that like twist of like, this is his ex-wife, and it's the yeah. girl that goes back to this eight years old. Yeah, I love it. I love that story so much. I like it, too. And I like her. I want to see more of it. We got to see more of what happened. That's another and- reason. I like her. Oh, they also, I think, recently cast Teenage Sophie. Oh, good. So we're going oh, to cool. see, we're gonna see we're that. We're going to see it. Yeah. I'm, I'm really excited for more of the teenage years. Me too. And I hope, as a prediction, that we more get more Kate. of that in there. Teen I don't really Kate. have any overarching ones. I think they're all like my little like relationship things that I throw in throughout the show. But on to the next, huh? Ooh, do you think <laughs> William's going to make it to the finale? Yes. Dark predictions. Mm, I, I, do. I don't know. JJ gave a pretty dark one last she week. She sure did. What did oh. she say last week? Last week, she thinks that something's going to happen to Jack when Rebecca goes on tour. Mm. Yeah. Ooh. I don't know, man. All I can think is like the, like, then how bad would she feel? How all the stuff, you know, there's just so much. The thing that I love about it is we have no idea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The writers That's know, the, the cast knows they have filmed this, and I cannot wait to see it. We have three more mm-hmm. weeks for it. Ooh. So we will see you next week. Where can everybody find you? Hold on really quickly. Somebody is asking for Teenage Beth. I completely agree. I would love to see Beth in her teenage years. I want her and Randall to get together that early. I have been screaming for episodes now to hear anything about Beth, for her to have a life outside of the show, for her to have a personality, a backstory, friendships, careers, anything. I'm so stabby that we don't get more Beth on the show. We will. And yeah. I would just like to say that. I'm not I worried love her about character. it. We'll see all of this. <laughs> okay, until next week, where can everybody keep up with y'all? So keep up with the conversation with me, Erica Shannon, at Miss Airy Baby on Twitter. Hey guys, thanks for watching. You guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Amber Plaster. And I am at Southern underscore wit on Twitter and Instagram. We will see you next week. Three more. Yay. Happy, Valentine's Happy Valentine's Day. Day. <laughs> From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.